0: Pembrokeshire. This is Pure West Radio.
1: With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. Local Pembrokeshire MP Simon Hart has been made Parliamentary Secretary at the Cabinet Office in the new Boris Johnson government. His new role as Minister for Implementation under Michael Gove involves ensuring that all aspects of government are ready for October the 31st and beyond. Mr. Johnson has said the UK will be leaving the EU on October the 31st. No ifs or buts. Mr Hart explained, I have long avoided a government position, but I think it's time I played a part in what happens next. We're facing an extraordinary and challenging landscape ahead, and I think I can safely say that the job won't be dull. I remain completely committed to the people of Carmarthen West and South Pembrokeshire, and this area will always come first for me. For over forty years, the towering industrial chimneys of Milford Haven's oil refinery have been a recognizable part of the Pembrokeshire skyline, but both stacks have been reduced to rubble after a controlled explosion brought them down recently. Onlookers witnessed the dramatic scenes after flagmen were tasked with keeping the area safe. After a countdown from ten, the concrete and metal towers fell to the ground with an almighty thunder. In 1973, the refinery began operating under ownership from global oil company Amoco, where it provided around 400 jobs and became the main player for employment in the area. The refinery, along with other operators Valero, Southwark LNG and the Pembroke Power Station, are all located along the Milford Haven Waterway. From 1981, Mirco Petroleum, a subsidiary of Murphy Oil, ran the refinery. The second annual Pembrokeshire's Strongest Man and Pembrokeshire's Strongest Woman competitions will be held at Carew Castle this Sunday with battle commencing at 10.30am. Warriors from West Wales will clash in an almighty show of strength not seen at the castle's stunning setting since 1507 when the last great tournament in the UK was held at Carew. Carew Castle manager Daisy Hughes said these compelling contests will feature iconic strongman trials such as the Atlas Stones, and Battleaxe Crucifix Hold, while there will be plenty of family-friendly, fitness-inspired activities and stalls to enjoy. As well as offering a chance to explore the hidden corners of the castle, there will also be a range of ideas for getting out and active in the National Park. If you'd like to enter either competition, please see Pembrokeshire's Strongest Man on Facebook. The Pembrokeshire's Strongest Man and Pembrokeshire's Strongest Woman events are included in the normal admission fee. First Milk's Haverford West Creamery picked up a record-breaking 15 awards at the UK's Biggest Cheese Show and was named Champion Double Gloucester in show. Prestigious Gold Awards also went to its Vintage Cheddar, Lighter Cheddar and Mature Double Gloucester. This year's International Cheese and Dairy Awards held at Nantwich attracted over 5,000 entries in traditional style, judging Only one gold, silver and bronze award is given in each class and a maximum of two very highly commended, only when deemed worthy. The Summer Carnival will return to the Havens this year due to popular demand after a year's break. The Broadhaven Carnival has been revived by a small but enthusiastic crew in 2019 and will be held tomorrow. This year, the main ring will see the return of traditional games such as sack race, egg and spoon and egg throwing competitions compared by Broadhaven's Dave The Voice. The stalls will give carnival goers the opportunity to have a go at favourites such as hook-a-duck, hoopla and coconut chai as well as browse and buy local crafts and gifts. There will be a raffle with prizes up for grabs, such as a holiday, cash prizes and tickets to local attractions. The procession begins at 1.30pm, leaving from Broadhaven Football Field. It will then travel down Sandike Road, Milmore Way and along the seafront to the school field where the carnival commences at 2pm. Fancy dress is encouraged for children taking part in the procession. That's the latest you're up to date on Pure West Radio.
0: This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire,
2: from Pembrokeshire. Pure West Radio weather. Thanks to Sarah Hoss with the news. Well, weather wise across the county, there's showery rain due in the western areas during the start of the day. Hopefully, gone by now with bright and sunny spells developing across Wales. Isolated showers. Possible later on in the day, but it's going to be feeling warm and rather humid. Maximum temperature for the day of 24 degrees Celsius, and tonight is a minimum of 14, with possible showers heading.
0: This is Pure West Radio.
3: Let's get drunk, I'll pull my heart up through my mouth. This year's been hard for us, no doubt Let's raise a glass to a better one Let all the things that we've overcome Bring home to us cause Me and you, we can hold this out Only you understand how I'm feeling Now, yeah And I know I can tell you anything You won't judge, you're just listening, Here, yeah. Cause you're the best thing That ever happened to me my darling, you and I can take over the world Once they at put a time Just you and I Just you and I Cause you're the only one Who brings light just like the sun One step at put a time Just you and I
4: Just you
3: and I Let's get drunk we'll Reminisce about the day. we were broke not getting paid Taking trips at that weekend when I would drive down to see her and we would paint the town. Too many shots I'd be passing out, cause I could never keep up. Quad votes now, I'm puking open. I know I can tell you when of then you won't judge, you're just listening. Yeah, cause you're the best thing that ever happened to me. Cause my darling, you and I the world, one step at a time, just you and I, cause you're the only one, who brings light just like the sun, one step at a time, just you and I, just you and I, tired of chasing paper, staring at this screen, and saving up for weeks now, just to get to you, my dear. And though you're far from my home, they say no, we can't part. And though my heart grows fonder, it must be city love. Cause my darling, you and I take over the world one step at a time. Just you and I. Cause my darling, you and I take over the world time just you and i you're the only one who brings light just like the sun one step at a time just you and i yeah one step at a time just you and i yeah one step at a time just you
0: and i
2: Sheer is a little bit keen today, a bit of Eye of the Tiger there of course, that very very classic theme tune now from I do believe Rocky 3, is it the only time that a theme tune has been more popular from a trilogy of films which did eventually turn into a quadrilogy I think as well, I'm not sure, boxing films are not really my thing but soundtracks definitely are. So we are 14 minutes past 12, I'd like to welcome to you Stevie and Gillian, hi
5: hi thank you good afternoon
2: how are you doing You're
5: great thank you
2: how are the nerves feeling good <laughs> steady <laughs> if, if you get nervous though i will get nervous as well okay. just uh, and then you'll have to deal with me being nervous and i'm sure that'll be worse for everybody <laughs> so let's get to it thank you so so much for coming in today how far have you had to travel
5: Oh, only from Hafford West, two minutes down the road.
2: Very, very <laughs> far there. Especially on a, on a day where you expect to have sunshine for that walk. It's a shame, isn't it? But no, thank you so much for making the effort to come into the studio. Uh, this is one of the charities that I don't very often get to talk about one that is involved with a passion as opposed to something that's just striking chords. This is something that is kind of very exciting for me in a little bit of a new way, I think. So thank you for coming in. And I'm really excited to hear about all the bits of the organisation because for once, I don't already know that much about you guys. So I'm going to be learning just as much as anybody that is listening in today. Um, So, yes. Um, We will start at the top then. So, Gillian, when did the Cinnamon Trust... Um, come into fruition and what was the inspiration behind its creation?
5: Well it was founded in 1985 by Mrs Avril Jarvis and she's still sort of the head of uh, Cinnamon Trust now and as I understand it she was out walking her own dog and talking to another dog owner as you as you do and uh, they were sort of saying how concerned they were about you know being outlived by their their pet, and it really sort of touched a chord for her and got her thinking, and it inspired her to set up the Cinnamon Trust. And it's called the Cinnamon Trust because she um, had an elderly 17 well, year old corgi that died around the same sort of time, uh, so she felt it was very apt to um, call the, the, the Cinnamon Trust after the dog, so cause it's called Cinnamon. that's a lovely tribute it's nice
6: the dog lives on in the cinnamon trust yeah
5: absolutely in the spirit of that really and to have the
6: spirit of something Mm -hmm. that any dog
2: owner knows we hold so close and such an essential almost from beloved part to almost Mm. crutch of the family Mm. sometimes to be given such a wondrous tribute as becoming something that's Grown into something that I've only heard little tiny bits about. So do tell us a little bit more. What do both of you do within the organisation?
5: Uh, well, I've been a volunteer probably for about six six months now, so fairly new as a volunteer. Um, and I walk a a dog for for, for a lady uh, once a week, uh, but I'm part of a team of other volunteers that walk the dog on other on other days really. Um, obviously the the trust does other things as well but that's one of the main focuses
6: I think as volunteers when you first put your name down you're asked what you can bring to the table it could be walking a dog it could be offering a short term home if an animal owner is in hospital or something like that so as volunteers you're asked what you can do where you can do it and it's all taken from there
2: that's fantastic so who is it exactly in the community that you, the cinnamon's trust is able to support
5: it's aimed at um, people um who's 60 and over or people that are terminally ill yep. um and i think currently there's about about 140 sort of open cases so to speak, um, in this sort of geographical area, Pembroke's a little bit broad, it's the SA postcode area, wouldn't necessarily all be having pet care. They might be involved in other sort of things. or will be registered with the Trust for other things because there's a broader range of sort of support services that it offers. It has a register for um, pet-friendly care homes because sometimes people go into residential care that
2: sounds like a fantastic option there's none that I'm aware of in
5: Pembroke there's one apparently uh, that's on their register there might be others that are pet friendly and I think this is why it's important today to try and get the word out there really because if there are sort of care homes or sheltered accommodation that are pet friendly it's worth them linking with the cinnamon trust because then they can sort of they go out not assess the care but they go and sort of support them in terms of having pet friendly policies and checking out what they can and can't do you know can they just have a budgie or can they have a dog or or what can they have and and then they go on to the register and they say they get a lot of inquiries and social workers and other sort of carers asking because you know that can be a
6: big issue for people about whether the pet can go too. It was quite interesting because I in preparing for this uh, read that Cinnamon Trust can continue to provide Mm. support If someone is in residential care and able to take their pet. For instance uh, care home staff aren't going to have the time to take a dog out for a walk. Which I guess would be the most
2: common barrier. Yes
6: but Cinnamon Trust can continue to walk a dog if someone yeah. goes into a residential or nursing situation, mm-hmm. which is hugely reassuring. Yes, absolutely. I
2: mean, I was speaking as a single hmm. mum mm-hmm. who, who's been into hospital for mm. yeah. um, a very, um, five times yes. in one year at yes. one point, and I was in, you know, besides the children, my, yes. what
5: Your was concern? I going to
2: do with the dog? And we utterly relied on the kindness of of friends' hearts. But when that becomes, you know, one week into two, we're necessarily is that support and these things can be a lot more long-term yes for anybody that's I mean we were lucky in the fact that when we've got our first dog which was possibly the only time I've never been impulsive in my life I, I I was absolutely sure that I wanted to make the very right decision and my physical health was awful so I was able to to preemptively take that into account and ensure that the breed that we went for was something that would be suitable for a walk around the street Mm. from a then eight-year-old Evie, Mm. she's very determined and independent, with me watching up the window. So we have Cavalier King Charles Spaniels, whereas my childhood dreams were always for the
6: Labrador, but we've basically Mm. got a miniature Labrador. It's, It's realism, isn't it, in a situation... And I also think that it's quite important that if someone is in that situation that they have the assurance that if somebody comes to step in, in whatever capacity from the Cinnamon Trust, those people have been, uh, references have been taken out, that they can make sure that the person that they're handing over, their best friend to, Mm. for the short period, is likely to treat the pet in exactly the same way as far as possible as they would themselves.
2: I mean, if we're going to leave our children with somebody, we expect them to be um, CRB checked. And yeah, things, CRB yes, CRB checked and to be licensed by the council. Yeah. And I, I think it's lovely that there's actually this that there is a comparison mm-hmm. of that, obviously for mm. for our the other parts of our family.
5: So yeah, exactly. And uh, when um, I, I saw on Facebook that they were looking, Cinema Trust were looking for someone to walk this particular dog um, locally. And um, that's how I sort of became uh, aware, and thought, oh yeah, that's something I could actually do. And uh, you know, it didn't take very long in terms of the sort of the, the the process. It took a few weeks uh, to to apply, and you know, then to check all the references. And I was really impressed that they had quite robust policies and procedures, you know, to guide you in terms of what to do in certain situations, because mm-hmm. you are sometimes going into somebody's home. Yeah, you know, who, who you might walk into a situation that had to fall or something like that. I mean, that certainly hasn't happened to me, but it it could happen, couldn't it? And being and prepared, got things quite well covered. I, yes. I felt in terms of being at the end of a phone mm, if you needed fantastic. support, and uh, yeah.
2: So, as volunteers, what sort of benefits have you found from being able to volunteer, particularly for the Cinnamon Trust?
5: Well, it's just really nice for, for me. I've got a little dog of my own, but he's uh, not the friendliest with other, with other dogs. So it can be sometimes a little bit stressful going out for a walk with him. But when I walk my little volunteer dog, she's really good with other dogs. And when I go on a on a Monday, she's always waiting on the chair. I look through the window and she's there waiting. I give her a wave and she's off at the door barking. So you get a wonderful greeting and off we go. And she always loves, loves to go home as well. And I get a lovely thank you from her owner. And uh, and because she's a, she's a, um, I call her a stocky poodle, because she's crossed <laughs> with a husky. But she's white and sort of got this curly coat. So she's really cute and these lovely blue-white eyes. And people are always stopping and saying, oh, isn't she gorgeous? And you have a nice chat. And and I find it relaxing, so I don't have to worry so much. Obviously, it's a big responsibility walking somebody else's dog, But she's quick pretty cool with other dogs and people and it's a nice relaxing hour
6: I think you get a feel good factor uh, from having the fresh air and exercise mm. which yes. you're all being encouraged to do um, you also feel good because the dog then will go back having had what it wants yeah. and the owner will be delighted that its friend has had what it deserves because you so can it's imagine a they can tell it's, yes, mm. Yeah. Mm. It, it, everyone's a winner isn't it?
5: Definitely, because what happened with the, the owner that I walked the dog for, she's an older lady, but she'd fallen and broken her ankle, so couldn't walk the, the, the dog. Yeah. Um, she can now walk the dog to some extent, but she can be quite strong on the lead, and she's obviously a little bit nervous that so she might fall again. So she can take her on short walks um, you know, for a little bit of fresh air, but th- 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 three times a week, then she gets a longer a longer walk out and, and uh, you know the owner gets a little bit of you know time to catch up on phone calls and various things while while we're out with, uh, with Sandy.
2: And I'm just trying to sort of imagine myself in the shoes I would from the seconds that the dog left I would already be excited about them coming home mm. almost as though they were coming back to tell me about the things that they've been up yeah. to so yeah. I should imagine it's a, it's a big highlight and I, not just from the people who are being supported by this service and the pets mm. but also from I should imagine the volunteers point of view that just inclusion mm. um you know if if you're at home and you're poorly or you, you're not going to be able to go out and socialize specifically as as carers, we used mm. to see we used to be the only people that somebody would see for a cup of tea for mm. A week or more yes. and it's so Absolutely. easy to forget yeah. how common and often found and easy it is for people to fall into that without anybody necessarily noticing mm-hmm. um, but I remember going weeks at one point where like between I think people on the bridge and the odd person at checkout other dog walkers were the only adults I was speaking to yeah. Yeah
6: but we're a friendly lot dog walkers oh, are absolutely ap- we, did, we did saunder's woof in the pouring rain at easter but their dog walkers are a hardy friendly lot so even if you're out in a howling gale someone will always give you a cheery wave and say something to to your dog even if they don't talk to you yeah. <laughs> yeah,
5: absolutely it's very social and, and and you're right i always have a chat with the the owner for a few minutes mm. you know when i go to collect the The dog And we always give a little report of how she's gone on on her walk and what she's been up to. And, uh, you know, so it it does... I think they're a useful... They're a neutral medium, aren't they, Mm. for conversation. Absolutely. Uh, And uh, Mm. that's really important.
2: And and on a continuum as well, because if you go with a cavalier puppy, you don't expect to get around the cricket club in an hour. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Because everybody has to stop and say Mm. hello. But you get quite um, some quite enticing characters as well. Do you used to get to see a, like a variety of characters or hear about like cheeky dogs and dogs that are very outgoing and bold and small dogs, as soon as there's another one in the vicinity they bark as though they're a lot bigger than they actually are.
5: Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know one of the volunteer and he walks a couple of um dogs and he actually walks them with his own dog that is suitable to you know walking company as well so that's another option you don't have to walk the dog necessarily in isolation if it gets yeah. on with other dogs and i know he's got an older dog is it a corgi mm. i think that he he it's quite walks quite a big dog wasn't it yeah he just mm. goes for a potter because um you, you know so they're they're all different and uh and that's really important then when you meet the owner and they meet the dog that you find out a bit about them and uh, i took my little dog for a test walk first of all see whether she'd go with me because i mean you're a stranger to them mm. initially aren't you you don't know whether they're actually going to be to, to bond with you yeah we always have a bag of treats with me so, uh,
2: so. <laughs> i mean i like to think as well that it is an area though volunteering around walking dogs um I think there's quite a lot of publicity and awareness that's come from, I think, is it Borrow My Doggy?
4: Mm. I've
2: seen a lot over social media Mm. popping up. And obviously, that's a site that people can pay to sign up to, Mm. to be able to walk people's Mm. dogs. And obviously, it's something that anybody can contribute towards. And I'm guessing that there's people that would even come under your remit that have just seen that first. Mm. But for anybody who's thought about it, considered it gone to click the button and then just never sort of followed through of it it wasn't local enough or you know obviously the cinnamon trust is an option and the most valuable gift anybody has to give is their time it's a bit cliche I feel almost how often I say that here Mm. but I don't feel as though we can advocate for the benefits of volunteering enough because if you don't hear about it from another volunteer then it's not gonna have that sort of Resounding impact that makes you think. Do you know what? Actually, I think that might really be good. Good for me.
5: Yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely. And I, I think I retired eighteen months ago, and I uh, thought, you know, I, I I need, I want to do something, but it needs to be what really appeals to me. Yeah. What I feel I can give and uh, and what I can get back to to, to a lesser extent but it, it is really important I think that you find the right volunteering opportunity for you and the trusts are really good you know they do ask you know whether you could perhaps walk another dog but they put no pressure on you at all mm-hmm. if you say no my current commitment's enough they're they're absolutely brilliant about that they would say that if you do it once a week or whatever you can do is fine by them But we are keen for more volunteers because the more we promote the Cinnamon Trust, the more demand there is. And um, And therefore, it's managing expectation,
6: isn't it? Yes. Uh, And the other thing, I mean, the the emphasis, because most people's needs seem to be for dog walking, but other pets are involved. You know, someone who's got arthritis, parrots seem to live forever or budgies and things, you just can't get your hands to the cage to clean them. I must be honest, I would decline without even a second thought either of those opportunities. (laughs) But there's something out there for everybody. Mm. Whatever you can offer, and equally, from the pet owner's point of view, whatever you need, I think it's worth making contact with the Cinnamon Trust to see if they can help or have got suggestions. Because the white... The more volunteers we can have on the list, the better chance you've got of being able to meet local needs. That's, it's, and that's it. It's yeah. matching the best possible, the best possible match, isn't
5: it? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, because. It- it also can involve transporting a, a, a pet to the, the vets or to the groomers mm-hmm. it's anything that the owner can't actually physically do, do. Mm-hmm. I mean what we can't do is go with the owners we're not a transport service but if, if you know they weren't able to get out and there wasn't anybody else to take we could take the animal to the to the vet and I think certainly the dog that I walk now I know her I'd be fairly confident doing Mm. Some of that, um, or, or, to, or to the groomers or something. And I something should imagine like that. that
2: in that situation, who whoever it is, whose animal it is, would want somebody mm. that they've already bonded with and yeah. is going to care at, yeah. at least as part as much mm. as if they were there themselves. Mm. So that's got to be that's so many wonderful different aspects and facets of the organisation that I'm hearing about already. Yeah. Um, but what, how far it is the extent of the animals that you've heard of being into contact with because I had initially assumed before saying that I was going to ask the question that it was just dogs
5: no it's just broader isn't it there's cats That's as well I think that you mentioned sort of birds budgies, cleaning out fish tanks not that we do that, but we're aware that those it can, be it can be done, and I'm sure I read in one of their newsletters that somebody was looking after llamas or alpacas or something like that. so I think it can be quite diverse and they've wow. got two sanctuaries as well in uh, one in Devon and one in Cornwall, and they have cats and dogs there um that because I think they offer this service called pet profiling where they can work with you to look at what the options are if you are outlived by your pet. Yeah. And obviously what they try and do is look for fostering and then rehoming if that was appropriate. But they do have these two sanctuaries where perhaps the older pets that perhaps or perhaps have complex health needs or they're together and can't be separated yeah. can go to. And I know there that they've got sheep and pigs and all sorts of different <laughs> things that live in the grounds as well. Yeah. So it is really quite diverse. I think the pet profile is really important because we don't know when something's going to happen to to us, and we do perhaps need to think about making arrangements. I mean, there's obviously broader services than the Cinnamon Trust. Um, You know, there's a lot more than there used to be when I first had a dog many many years ago. But I think they can perhaps help you put a plan in place that they may be part of or or maybe there are other options you know and
2: even if it's just a case of signposting Mm. you know it's it's a reliable um organization with a reputation Mm. for wanting to do the best for everybody they're supporting every everybody and every i was going to say doggy then nearly fell into Mm. the trap um of just needs for everyone and i guess if there's something new that you know, it might be something that they can provide that they haven't seen yet, potentially. It's quite
6: interesting because I know of cases where volunteers have come into it because perhaps they've lost their own pet Mm. and feel because they're older or for whatever reasons they can't go down that route again. Mm. So the Cinnamon Trust has given the opportunity to help other animals and sometimes, just sometimes, because we get a very comprehensive newsletter, if there's an animal who needs longer care, mm. then it can happen that, in, mm. against their original thought, they do actually take a pet back into their home, either to yes. foster or as a permanent member of the family. Yes. Because that's, again, everyone's a winner. Yes. But it can yes. be a lovely solution to a short term. Grief and problem to help somebody else, yeah. and
2: even though it's not something of our own species, it's mm. still it's still a living life that has mm. also experienced loss. Mm. So, Absolutely. I should imagine that that teams up
5: quite mm. well. It does. They say that they're not, you know, such a rehoming service. It's not the main focus of what they do, but they have rehomed what they call bereaved pets mm. um, with other people that perhaps have also lost their pet mm. um and, and teamed them up quite 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 nicely and you know you do hear a lot of people that sort are of saying don't you Or people who are a little bit older saying oh no i can't possibly have a dog i'd love to have a dog the house feels empty without one or without a cat but what happens if and uh, mm. and this is what it's all about really because uh, they give you reason to get up in the morning and they give you so much don't they and absolutely
2: uh, unconditional love mm.
6: Absolutely.
2: And I, I think I saw something and it was one of the things in the last couple of months where I was the desire was getting stronger. <laughs> it was as your teenage as your children turn into preteens, it is essential to have a dog about the house. So at least somebody will be happy to see you every day when you come home.
6: <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and I just went Oh <laughs> Oh.
2: I I I don't know if I was more pushed by the dream or mm. terrified of what may come from the preteens, <laughs> But all in one, it was a very, very warming um, mm. piece of the jigsaw, yeah, I think, yeah. that, that came towards it all. So I've gone off a little bit off the beaten track. <laughs> but we were due to be finding roughly what, I know we've touched on it briefly, but are there any other benefits you've not noticed, uh, that you've not mentioned that you've noticed or even been told of by people that you support and the pets?
5: I think it just eases their worry really about um, their beloved pet needs being being met uh, you know if they're not in a position to to provide all of that sort of care I think it's a huge relief I and for people it means that they can you know keep their pet living with them.
2: And it's very much too easy to for a pet or a child go Beyond your means of what you are capable to do, because you, you know, you have that dedication. You know, mm-hmm. by the time Cal had just gone around the street on a lead with me watching out the window one day, that that was it. It didn't matter how sore it made me. We were going out, and I was going on the crutches the mm-hmm. next time because round the street was not okay. Even just for a cavalier, it was not okay. Two days in a row, mm-hmm. and I knew that I put myself in detriment on certain days by having done that and would suffer Mm. consequently for time afterwards and you know this was in my 20s so to imagine I can't even begin to imagine what more wear and tear amongst Mm. that would do or without having children at home who can be there as emergency backup or you know it's I I can only imagine so very much feel for how appreciated the service must be um but where exactly um do you use i oh know you said the sa postcode yeah. was what you support and it's the so the group of people within the community is people with terminal illnesses and over 60
5: over 60 who are not in a position to manage you know, the full range of the the pet care and who usually live on their own. If they do live with someone else, they also need to not be in a position okay. that can manage the the, the care for, for, for the pet, the full range of care for the pet.
2: And how does anybody who's listening who may be thinking, oh my gosh, these people might be able to help, how do they go about getting in touch and receiving the support? What is the process as to
5: how that goes? They, they can phone up. Um, uh, or they can phone can phone on their behalf, but obviously they'd need to give their consent okay. to that. And then one of the volunteer coordinators would take all the information from them about their, their pet and perhaps what they needed and then try to match them to a local volunteer depending on what was required. Sometimes they go out and assess the situation. it depends really. Um, so that's the process or that they've got um, they've got a website um
2: and we will mention all of these details yeah, no, at the yeah, end they will yeah, all be great. there and if they missed anybody can go back as well and get yes. the podcasts which will be up from the beginning of the week so from a volunteering point of view how can volunteers right how is it just time that people can contribute towards the cinnamon trust is there fundraising what array of support can people offer to you
5: they're always looking for fundraising donations legacies because they they are a charity, charity that is self funding
6: completely uh, self funding they rely entirely on mm, donations and bequests
5: so i think that's you know that's a big sort of yeah. part to it that i think we'd perhaps like to see a little bit more done locally um and then obviously it's time in terms of any pet care or i think they're quite keen that there's the fostering there's mm. more foster yeah. carers as well. They said there are a little bit... Because we asked, mm. you know, we said we are coming on the radio. They said, well, you know, what things you're sort of are needing? And they said more foster carers would be great as well. Um, but they said just well, even one more volunteer would make a big, would make a big difference.
2: Well, fingers crossed mm. that we can be of assistance <laughs> to you <laughs> while you guys are out there helping the county. Um, so how do people... What's the process when people start to become a volunteer did you say you were saying about the um matching up and yep. so is that the same for fostering how does it work well, in I think that you scenario pick up the
6: phone um if you think you can bring anything to the cinnamon trust in terms of a few hours a week in any capacity phone the cinnamon trust they'll send you out some information they're really very nice to talk to um and take it from there the more people that pick up the phone to volunteer the more people they can help the other way but Mm. awareness raising everybody's got a talent um i say i've i've acknowledged i couldn't clean out a parrot's cage (laughs) but i can walk a dog um I could do other things. I could do some short-term fostering if need be. But just just phone, talk to the people at the other end of the line and see, because they'll keep a, keep you on file and if they have a need, they'll get in touch. Yeah, absolutely. And as opposed for in your
2: situation, Gillian, where you'd seen a post advertising for a specific dog walk, yeah. with fostering, people sort of already need to be known to the organisation, I'm assuming, and because fostering happens at the drop of Uh a hat and you know they need to have people ready that they know that they can call on to be able to provide the service.
5: yeah ideally but i think you know we're always seeing posts on facebook from the cinema trust that's asking for you know i think there was two cats the week that needed to be we're looking for another home uh, quite quickly so you know i think you can ring up if you see something you can ring up and in a few weeks hopefully you know that could be sort of sorted out if
6: if you're a suitable match on one thing or another so uh it's never too late. So clearly Facebook is a, a very effective platform. It is. See yeah. the wrinkles, dinosaur, <laughs> don't do Facebook, but it hasn't prevented me becoming mm. a volunteer and enjoying it. But if you're a face if you're on Facebook then there's a lot of information yeah. there that's going to be beneficial mm. to pet owners as well as potential volunteers yeah
2: I mean I should imagine that there's at least somebody out there listening that's actually been like oh that's what my friend has been posting pictures of someone else's dog (laughs) with the hashtag cinnamon trust for now I see what it's what it's all about but also in the I should imagine that's a really good or another way of raising awareness is Mm -hmm. is by people that you know are sharing their enjoyment Mm -hmm. of these yeah. things um some people that be using the services but what about people who might be sat on the fence who are listening and are really really interested but just sort of have might not contact the organization themselves do you also advertise when you're looking for volunteers like through paths or anything like that
5: i, d- I don't th- know if they do actually but they're some of the things that i think we should be looking at uh, locally we're certainly part of a volunteering volunteering fair in Halford West a couple of months ago and that was really really good we had a lot of interest Mm. and we were with lots of other services uh, who were also sort of you know looking for volunteers and promoting the opportunities and we had a great it was was a really really good day really good networking really good day day and uh, it's been able to carry some of that on and I certainly take the opportunity if anybody stops me with a dog that I walk I always say I'm a volunteer dog walk with the cinnamon trust if you've got any time or so do some uh, jazzy cards yeah
2: (laughs) so if anybody in fact is a designer or does um does little business cards for people Mm -hmm. and maybe can't donate time um but could possibly donate business cards for stevie and Gillian to be able to pass out as they walk do in we the all dogs? have talents yeah, Ev- every every little yeah. counts as uh, we here. It, yes it everything do. it can be quite yeah. eye-opening All yeah. the little bits and yeah. pieces yeah. that come up from time to time so let me just check that i've covered everything because i'm terribly bad at skipping through i end up getting on a tangent and letting things <laughs> we're flow enjoying way, talking way.
6: so much that you hopefully we've covered everything but um, let me just have a brief skim through with my
2: eyes. So do you have um, any local events, have you had any before, are there any coming up or within the SA postcode?
5: Uh, well we were part of the Saunders Fo- Wolf Fest, yeah. and that was the first one we'd, we'd done locally, we're part of the volunteer event um, and I, I, we've got nothing coming up at the minute but I, I think we would, I'd be keen to get a little bit more active. Uh, So if anybody's interested in volunteering and helping us do a little bit more awareness raising and fundraising, that would be absolutely brilliant. Well, I'm
2: sure that on behalf of the radio station, it's not at all outside my remit to say if you've got anything coming up or you have any volunteer positions that do come up, um, absolutely, you can Thank use you. the Limelight as a platform. I'm sure it won't be an issue for the other shows as well, but just send us an email and make sure that you leave with the address. So anything else you'd like to add before we go on to contact details?
6: Oh, we've enjoyed the opportunity to come in and tell the people of Pembrokeshire that cinnamon trust although it's based in cornwall actually covers most of the uk and certainly with other people's help will cover all of pembrokeshire so just phone use facebook get in touch and thank you for the opportunity thank you too for both coming
2: in so contact details time
5: the telephone number for the cinnamon trust is 01736 757900 The email address is admin at cinnamon.org.uk. The website is www.cinnamon.org.uk, and they have got a very active Facebook page.
2: And is that just Cinnamon Trust? I just imagine it would come up. Fantastic. Um, Do you have a logo, a specific logo that's likely to... Appear. is it a specific colour or anything so that people can know it is, it's, it's, got the right it's brown
5: one? and white and it's got um, a corgi dog which will be originally cinnamon I would guess a little cat and it looks like a dove over the top of it
6: could be that dreaded
5: parrot
2: yes oh it's beautiful as well so anybody with that business card thought in the back of their mind definitely you'd enjoy working with this logo well thank you so so much ladies not just for coming in but for the work that you're doing within Pembrokeshire Um, It sounds as though it's very, very valuable and it's been lovely to have my horizons in regards to the topic broadened very much today. Um, We will get those contact details out again. Anybody that's missed anything or is intrigued and just wants to listen back is more than welcome to do so. When the podcast goes up, it will be titled Limelight with the Cinnamon Trust and then we'll also say who these lovely ladies were that came in to speak to us today. Please, if you're on the fence about it, why not just get in touch? Why not just find out what it is that you can do for Cinnamon Trust or what the Cinnamon Trust can do for you, even if it turns out to not be? Why miss the opportunity of finding out if it's not something that could be potentially um, alter generally how people have enjoyment of life? And it, it is one of those things that can enhance the quality of life mm-hmm. for three aspects in this one I love that it's sort of got three dimensions to so the pet the mm. owner and obviously the volunteer as well mm-hmm. well thank you and Gillian as well I asked you if there was a song we could play for you what could we possibly
5: play oh, I'd love to hear the real thing you to me or everything I think is very apt
2: and what's uh, your reasoning behind this song well?
5: yeah I just think it, it it's a spirit really of uh, the importance of having a, a pet in your life
2: Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to play this to you in Thanks as well.
4: You see, if it takes my heart and soul, you know I'd a change of heart
0: Pembrokeshire. This is Pure West Radio. Flo Rider. Bad, boys,
4: bad boys. Alexander, girl, I know what you like.
5: is revving up for the Pembrokeshire County Show. A great value family day out featuring the Imp's motorcycle display team. There'll be all day music and entertainment, a food festival, trade stands, a free family play zone, the Little Barn Farm and Little Farmers, falconry displays, the Scarlet's Village and kit launch, clay shooting lines and thousands of animals. Join us on August the 13th, 14th and 15th. After work, tickets from 4pm are also available on the gate. For full ticket details, check out pemshow.org.
2: Of course, County Show coming up in just eight days' time. I can barely believe that it's almost here already. Well, it was lovely to have a little bit of insight into the Cinnamon Trust today. Uh, appreciate that so, so much. The contact details, again, should you wish to need them, are admin at cinnamon.com. Dot org.uk dot the web page is www.cinnamon.org.uk and the telephone number for them is 757 900. that number again is oh one seven three six seven five seven nine zero zero now if you are out and about today you will be able to catch Toby and some of the team at an epic event in the County. They are at Pembrokeshire's Strongest Man 2019. They're going to be lifting atlas balls of, at uh, 180 kilos. Oh my gosh, it's definitely very intense. It's going to be hurting up over the next few hours. It's over at Kiru Castle. I'm sure you will see our banner from the road, but just go and pop in if you're interested. Maybe you remember watching it back in the day on TV and you just maybe you want to go and see what it's all about you can go and support our local strongmen as they compete against others this afternoon up at Kiru Castle that's it from me today for the limelight thank you again to the cinnamon trust the podcast will be up and running On our podcast service through the website at the beginning of the week. The Limelight will be back next weekend, and I'll see you on Tuesday and Thursday for drive time. In the meantime, be good to yourselves. This is Pure West Radio
0: for Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire.
1: news for pembrokeshire i'm sarah hoss local pembrokeshire mp simon hart has been made parliamentary secretary at the cabinet office in the new boris johnson government his new role as minister for implementation under michael gove involves ensuring that all aspects of government are ready for october the 35th